0: This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Comedian, actor and author Lemmy has a new book out. Insight Radio's Robert Curtwood chatted to Lemmy to find out more. Available commercially now in audio and in print is Daft Wee Stories by Lemmy. He woke up,
1: face down in the dirt of the dusty Nevada desert. He got to his feet and brought his horns to his eyes to shield him against the midday sun. He couldn't remember passing it. He couldn't remember a thing. Hello, my name's Brian Limond, otherwise known as Limmie, and I'm the writer of Daffy Stories. Nae sounds of insects, no cars in the distance, nay birds in the sky. nothing. He didn't know how he got there or how to get out, but he did know that one thing. He was in trouble. Suddenly, he was hit in the face with a wet tea bag. You can guess with the title, it's got lots of daft wee stories, and it, it's about 70 stories, about a 1,000 words each on average. Some are, like, tiny wee stories, just about one line long, and some are quite big ones. But, I lots of daft wee stories, believe hmm. it or
0: not. Now, I've just produced you doing the audio version, and I noticed a lot of the stories are very dark. Is it more of a, a horror book than a comedy book?
1: Um. Well, I kind of like sort of horror comedy. I don't mean like in a, uh, what do you call it? You know, the kind of Shaun of the Dead or America Wealth in London sense. But I do find dark things funny. I've got a kind of dark sense of humour. So I do like it when uh, people are being kind of scared or horrified or something like that. No, in real life, just in (laughs) stories. So there's sort of like horror stories in it. But it's funny when I wrote the stories Then I'm sort of ordering them, uh, putting them in order in the book there'd be one story that's uh, that ends with somebody getting seriously hurt and the next one it ends with somebody getting seriously hurt <laughs> and another one where somebody gets seriously hurt. So I did notice there was a wee bit of a kind of habit I've got. <laughs> I must I must be a bit of a sadist. But um, it's, no, it's no full of people getting hurt. There's one or two where somebody does not get hurt. See if you can find it.
0: <laughs> and a few people uh, being hit by trains.
1: That's right. I think I had about uh, maybe three or four stories where somebody got hit by a train. <laughs> <laughs> it is not funny. I mean, it is not funny in real life, right? But, I mean, in, in, in stories, I find it funny. But um, I had lots of people getting hit by trains or, like, quite a lot of people getting hit by a bus. So I'd sort of... Uh, chop up a wee bit right I'll have him get hit with a train that's three people getting hit by a train I'll have one getting hit by a bus I'll have one um, I don't know I don't know if I did actually find anything else I think quite a lot I'll just either gone under trains or under buses (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really nice said Janice looking at the top are you going to get a bigger size or get something else I might get something else said Tracy I've already got a top like it anyway I don't know why I got it just think I fancied grabbing something Janice's scalp began to tear open.
0: So who are your um, literary influences?
1: Well, the funny thing is I don't really have a lot because I'm no, even though I've wrote this book, I'm not much a reader myself. I think I only started reading, like, after school. I, started, I was obviously reading in school, mm. but it was about ten years later till I actually picked up a book in my own accord. I actually went into a bookshop and bothered doing it, and I think it was... Um, it was was uh, Stephen King Needful Things, I think, mm-hmm. I got. or I think it was like short stories after uh, somebody, Stephen King. So after that, I just thought, well, I'll stick with him. And I just said, Stephen King, Stephen King, Stephen King. I don't know how much I'm influenced by him, but I really liked that and just a few of the wee sort of classics and everything, you know, like 1984 and all the rest of it. But I don't know, I don't really feel influenced.
0: Because there's a, a vibe in the book that reminds me, um, not so much of the story, but of the mood of the story, uh, by Stephen King called "The Moving Finger."
1: Aye, that's right. I I remember you saying it's funny. There's a there, there's one story that's kind of like that. There's a guy that's in a toilet, and uh, something something bad happens. And I have definitely read that story in the past. The Moving Finger, I'm, you know, the short mm. story collection. It was in I can't remember. What the, I think it's Nightmares and Dreams. Night, uh, Nightmares and Dreams. Yeah. Because I've definitely read the the lot of that, but I couldn't remember it. You know, when I was writing it, I wasn't like that here. I think I'll just rip off Stephen <laughs> King and there we go. Uh, just slam it in and give me credit. But I mean, I love stuff like that, like kind of Twilight Zone stuff where just something happens. Just mm. something happens and that that's, that's that. There's something strange. Because in The Moving Finger, I think it's, uh, I think we were speaking before about it, you said it's this finger that just comes out of Bath. In mine, there's something behind the tiles
0: mm-hmm.
1: on the wall um, when he's on the toilet. So it's kind of similar to that, but I think I've seen other things to, to almost kind of defend myself. No, I mean, there's, there's plenty of stories like that mm-hmm. where, where something like that happens. Do
0: you feel you sometimes needed to put a joke at the end of some of the tales rather than just leave them as is?
1: I do like putting jokes at the end of stuff. I mean, people can watch, because I like Lemmy show, people can watch Lemmy show and go, but there aren't any jokes in Lemmy show. No, Not even so much. Like They, they could still find it funny, but mm. there isn't a joke in it. Um, there isn't much up well, there's sort of punchlines in let me show and everything, but I, because I come from a, a comedy background, mm-hmm. that then I'm I want to try and be funny, I, even if I'm trying to make a serious point. I like making it a bit funny then because I've still got let me show in my mind. If I was to put some kind of serious point or something like that, in let me show, and it just ended like that, you know, people would be gone. Yeah, yeah, it's rubbish. You have mm-hmm. failed. This is meant to be a comedy show. You failed That sketch failed So I'm always trying to be A bit funny But um, I have been reading Lots of short stories since Writing the book And I've been noticing No Stephen King ones These mm. other ones That I've seen recommended And everything And and it's amazing It's not amazing But the way they end They don't really Obviously they don't end With punchlines And things like that Like with, with, with horror stuff That's alright when that ends But it seen you've just got a story It's just a kind of normal story And it's Thoughtful, and then it just ends. You know, I remember reading. I think I only say who you know, but I was reading one story, and it's that way that you get to the end of the story, you turn the page. Oh wait a minute, it's the next story now. Mm. You no, know, it's just like films where it's boom goes to black, mm-hmm. and you're waiting for it to fade for black to the next scene. Now it's the credits. Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> you no, know, you're like, you don't tell me that's it. Not that they're disappointed It's just that I'm no used to that sort of thing, you know, mm. like these stories just ending with, with nothing
0: And we talked about literary, but what are your um, comedy influences?
1: I'm not really sure, I like I like weird stuff, I like um, I mean, there's a lot of kind of normal stuff that I like like uh Lauren Hardy and all that, it's funny, there's lots of things that I like, if I've been asked this sort of thing, it's kind of like if somebody asked you with, with music and all, you, you feel obliged to give sort of interesting sort of replies, but in fact you kind of like really normal stuff like like Harry Hill or something like that, you mm. know, I like Harry Hill, but I'm not pure influenced by Harry Hill, but that's something that when it was on Harry Hill, um, I think it was Harry Hill show, I can't remember, but I used to love that, I love things like that, a bit of Monty Python and like the day-to-day or the old sort of Amanda Iannucci influence stuff and all these sort of things, but I kinda I kinda like things that are not really supposed to be funny. Stuff that's actually serious, but I find it funny. Mm. Which which is a bit like going back to getting hit by buses and trains that we're talking about. No not that know that I'm actually there. <laughs> at a train crash, gotten myself. But just um <laughs> just um I dark stuff. Thanks, said Tracy. It's Janice turned to walk away. Oh by the way, Janice turned back. What? Tracy took a step towards Janice, lowering her voice to a whisper. Your face fell off.
0: So did the Terry Gilliam animations and Monty Python have anything to do with your your early Flash animations?
1: I loved all the wee animations like you get, in. I loved a whole lot of uh, what was it? Monty Python, and The Holy Grail. I liked that, but I also liked all the wee animations and his style and the kind of the sun or the moon or whatever it was, sort of jumping up and down and going down the stairs. And I loved them. Um, there's one sketch called, uh, what is it, uh, Confuse a Cat, and they're trying, I think this cat's got, like, depression or something like that, or it's just sort of lazy. It's sort of sitting about, not really doing much, and they get this sort of service out called Confuse a Cat, because they think, well, if you just just confuse your cat, then it'll snap out of it, and then it's obviously this, uh, probably Terry Gilliam. Uh, directed sort of thing where it's almost like it's like a stop motion animation only with them Mm. just doing all these different things and turning into seals and jumping about and then disappearing (laughs) and um, I love a lot of wee things like that
0: So finally why should somebody buy the the print or the audio version of Daft Wee Stories?
1: Because we live in a very busy time and hardly got a minute to pick up a book and read it for three weeks or something This is ideal if you want to pick up your book or listen to audiobook you just want to listen to one story at a time and it only lasts for a minute or two minutes or five minutes and then you can get back to whatever it was you're doing it's perfect for the twitter generation for the don't have a time type of people out there Ian held a spoon of tomato soup an inch for his mouth motionless as he stared out the cafe window with his jaw on the deck outside At the other side of the road was his ma. There she was. They were not due to meet for lunch or anything. She had no idea he was in there, staring at her. If she did, he was quite sure she wouldn't be doing what she was doing.
0: Lemmy reading from his book Daft Wee Stories, available in print and in audio wherever books or audiobooks are sold. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk